All right. Are you ready, Allie, by the way? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Hello, folks. Welcome to Riverdinks. Bella, can you give us that famous theme song? Should I do the one from last week? Whatever your heart wants, you know? Okay. How about da 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 Riverdinks? Is that McDonald's? I don't know. Is it the McDonald's but Whatever my heart wants. That was the moment. <laughs> whatever your heart wants within legal constraints because <laughs> you know big mcdonald's is going to come through us <laughs> they will definitely be listening to this podcast for sure that'll be good for us honestly. anyways as always we are your hosts i'm jay i'm Allie, and i'm bella and this week we are joined by our very special guest liana Hello, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you and your wonderful takes. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) Um, This week's episode, let me pull up, because I always forget to pull up the details of it, and I always cut this part out. Okay, Um, do you guys mind if I try and do the description for this week? Go for it. Please do. Okay, I had more margarita than I usually have, so it might be a little less concise but i'll do my very best okay this week's episode is episode seven of season five it originally aired on march 10th 2021 it was directed by gabriel correa and written by ted sullivan and it is entitled chapter 83 fire in the sky so episode begins with a dance-off between Cheryl and a teenager who is being a proxy for Tony in the dance-off because Tony is extremely pregnant so she doesn't want to do it. Um, They dance off and determine that Cheryl is the winner so she and Tony will share ownership of the Vixens at Riverdale High. Um, Archie starts a firefighting team out of his old rec center. Uh, and he enlists all of his ROTC teens to be in it. <laughs> Veronica starts printing a new currency called River Dollars, which can be used at a variety of Riverdale stores um, in her plan to fix the economy and I guess teach economics, but she's also distributing the River Dollars via paying the teenagers in her economics class to work on her high-end jewelry store in Riverdale. So that's what she's doing. (laughs) A body, the body that was found at the end of last episode in the swamp um, is currently unidentified, but they brought it to the morgue. It is not clear who it was. They think it might be a young girl named Margaret who died years ago, but then they find out that it was in fact not her. Um, they go and try and talk to Margaret's mother. Margaret's mother was like this, there was this counselor named Tony who helped me with all of my trauma years ago. They go talk to Tony about it, inconclusive for the time being. Um, Jughead interviews Pop about the Mothman because turns out he had a Mothman encounter um, in which there were a bunch of lights outside of Pop's and he went out and then the next thing he remembers is the lights went away and he was just there in the parking lot. Um, young Nana Rose was also there. So they also go interview Nana Rose. Turns out Nana Rose at one point found 
an unidentified alien body and keep and has kept it in a maple barrel. And that's what she did with it. <laughs> um, Veronica is continues to print more money to build her store. Um, they Hiram shuts down the search for Polly's body in the swamp. He says that this is my land. You can't do this. Um, Betty goes back to the swamp later to keep searching anyways. And Reggie, armed with a rifle, tells her that, in fact, there was another body found, but she can't tell anyone that he told her that. Um, Betty gets a call from her FBI boyfriend who tells her that the trash bag killer is back and there are two victims so far. Betty is very shaken by this, but she... She marches on. Um, there is a fire down the street from Archie's uh, rec center slash fire department building. Fire center? What's that called? Fire station. Fire station. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a man left in the building. Archie runs into the building, rescues the man, but is hospitalized. Um, we cut to Cheryl's, the woman, Miss Murple, Merville? Merple? Merple, I think. Merple, thank you. Who was the one who identified Cheryl's forged painting in the last episode has come back and said, actually, this was a forgery, but I want to talk to you about this more. End of scene. Um, and then Jughead has an alien encounter outside of Pops. And this is the end of the episode. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's what happened. So... Right off the bat, initial take. Did you like this episode or not? Anyone go ahead. Yeah, I think it was pretty solid in mm -hmm. terms of Riverdale episodes. Um, there was something I really hated about it. Um, besides the actions, maybe, of individual characters. But nothing <laughs> about the whole episode itself was particularly upsetting. So I thought it was pretty good. I just love the Mothman plot. And I just love that they're getting crazy with it. Like, I just love imagining, like, if they're, if they aren't going supernatural with it, I love imagining what they're, like, how they're going to try and explain, like, the alien body and the, like, whatever Jughead's hallucination was and all that stuff. I'm just very excited. It's giving you the similar vibes to like the twins floating above the fire mm -hmm. and like the mass seizure at Riverdale High and stuff like that. God, what a time. Yeah, giving me very much season three, like tiptoeing that line of like, are we going to go supernatural with it? Maybe not. Um, but like, very ambiguous at the beginning and I'm waiting for like that line to be crossed decided mm. definitively because of course they're not going to make it supernatural but like we we don't have any explanation yet I don't know but overall I said I liked I I I liked it I think I I like the individual like like little details about it versus like overall big character all the character decisions this this episode were were questionable <laughs> that but, but that's what makes it good so yeah. yeah me too wow 
four likes. Okay. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was excellent. I'm sure it's at least partially influenced by us thinking there was an episode last week and then being caught out by there not being an episode. And so just being so relieved that this week there was, but I, I just really liked it. I thought everything that happened either made me so happy or so angry. So I like, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, and with that, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about this episode. <laughs> um, Cheryl and Tony were both really hot, like the whole episode, but that's my first note is Cheryl, Tony hot because they Cheryl started off with the dance off. So good. Yeah, she really did. I she was saying questionable things, but she looked really good. I was not listening to a lot of what she was saying. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> She looked really good, though. I really liked her one outfit that was, like, with the, like, kind of blue kilt or whatever. Yes. She had, like, a cheer skirt and then also, like, a white, like, strappy, like, crop top going on. Yeah, I I also like the the red outfit. Like, not the Mm -hmm. one at the beginning. I mean, that one was good, too. But the one that was, like, like, a short red skirt and then, like, the thigh-high white socks with, like, red stripes. That was good. That was good, too. Um, She did use the phrase self-isolating, which feels like it has to have been an intentional little slap in the face of the entire planet. (laughs) (laughs) Which is nice. Um, And she did do a dance-off with the child. That was weird. That was weird. (laughs) Like you say something like, I usually wouldn't challenge like a child, but you specifically are really annoying me. So I'm going. Yeah. To- she said yeah. a high schooler, not a child. So it's a little different. Wow. But 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 yes, she said you seem particularly insufferable. <laughs> As somebody who's had dance classes with teachers who were, you know, older than me at the time, like that is something that would never happen. Like a teacher is never going to challenge and be like, I'm better at dancing than you. But because it's here, like, I don't care. It's camp. It's on brand for Cheryl. And um, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely camp. Correct. Um, but I think it's a little bit sad because it does show kind of how they really haven't developed her character much at all. Like she was behaving exactly the same. Yeah, that kind of made me a little bit angry when um, uh, Tony, like, went off on her mm-hmm. and said nothing but facts, like, was completely honest because, like, Tony has been taken advantage of. Um, and then Cheryl was like, ah, your cruelty is astonishing or something like that. And Ugh. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, I thought we were past this. I feel hey. offended. I really appreciate that they had Tony say that, I think. Um, and I can elaborate more later on Tony Corner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was much needed. And I hope Cheryl takes it to heart and yeah. maybe suffers some consequences of her own actions rather than suffering at the hands of others, maybe. That's true. I don't feel like we've had that very much where she just owns up to what she's done versus her just being treated terribly by her mother. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that coming because it seems a little more self-aware like where Tony was like 
standing up for herself, which I don't think was a shortage of her as a character, but a shortage of her as on um, on terms of like not being written well. <laughs> um, where like she was just getting walked all over like for the entirety of season four, pretty much. So yeah, I definitely like I feel like the writers have listened to well, which they hmm, whether they do or not is a little important at this point but they've listened to the criticism of tony being treated poorly and i appreciated the the difference from last season definitely like they said that whole thing like on twitter where they were like we're gonna Mm -hmm. like have her be in it more which i'm glad they're sticking to little little bit you know too little too late but also i'm glad they're doing it at all i guess Mm mm-hmm yeah. Um, Veronica's trying to revive a dying economy in I her own words. Swear to God. Let's get mad about this real quick. <laughs> I like that Hiram. Okay, so yeah, I guess the plot is basically Riverdale's economy is completely like failing. And so Veronica says, okay, we need to stimulate the economy by entering into the system a new currency that can only be spent within Riverdale called River Dollars, which naturally has face on it, even though she has not lived in Riverdale for like seven years and is only visiting and is the worst person in the world. Uh, And the red. (laughs) <laughs> which is giving me very much veronica being a republican but <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you're right <laughs> she's like i'm a girl boss but then exploits her teenagers to do work for her so she can have her literally store. so she can have her terrible high-end jewelry store in this failing economy she's like here here are the two things that veronica no okay three things veronica has done to help riverdale are instill Republican economic views upon its youth, uh, introduce a new currency with her face on it, and use child labor to build a high-end jewelry store in the, like, decrepit economy of Riverdale. Oh, but don't forget, she drove a vintage fire truck into the fire station. Oh, that's true. That's right. I forgot. Okay, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's Yes, but she's going to pay it off by selling, like, thousands of copies I guess of a a firefighters of Riverdale calendar which yes I missed that the fire she's well like when she drove the the fire truck into the station Archie was like how are we going to pay for this and she said like we'll have a firefighters calendar the firefighters are mostly children that's problematic that's not great they don't even have 12 of them for a full year (laughs) 12 it's like just gonna be archie (laughs) oh chad's gonna be mad about that oh my god god so yeah i veronica is the worst person she is so infuriating and like her whole thing about like we have like you have to be careful like only like don't spend all of this money at once and like you have to be like well okay I have several questions about this 
she says that they put 50,000 or like the plan was to put $50,000 into rotation. Yes. And then she, they came in and they're like, great, we successfully did that. Does that mean that they spent $50,000 in Riverdale? Well, that, that is day? the implication. Yes, but I'm also, I'm not sure if the river dollars have any real monetary value. Well, I mean, okay, this is where my lack of economics knowledge is going to be hurtful. Because I, I mean, they did show them spending it, like at Pops. And I think if the business is accepting the money, then the money does have value. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Where that where that money came from at the beginning like did veronica just come up with fifty thousand dollars no she just printed it i think she sold her glamour shea egg as like collateral wait but what does that even mean because she didn't sell it for river dollars no like it's like the that is like the representation of the fifty thousand dollars kind of what does that mean like you know how banks like have the gold standard i guess like no. supposedly whenever we're, you spend, we're not on it anymore. i know we're not, not on, we're not on it anymore means. i know <laughs> i don't know what that means we're back to u.s history but um oh well um like whenever you spend money like the whole point is that somewhere there is worth there's something actually worth that dollar you know you're like you're not like the piece of paper doesn't mean anything like you're giving the money meaning like as a social construct but then you're also saying like there's something somewhere that this dollar is is worth but there Does isn't that sense? well in this sense it's the glamour egg no, but like, so she sells the Glamour J egg. She receives fifty thousand U.S. dollars. Yes. She oh man. Prints right. out fifty thousand river dollars. Yes. She has fifty thousand U.S. dollars and fifty thousand river dollars. I think the idea is that she's going to sit on that fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars so that if something happens and like all the river dollars get destroyed or like something like no one will actually accept them or whatever then the money she won't, like she's put up that money as collateral meaning like she will refund yeah like that, if if this money was really going to if, if she was really just giving this this handout quote-unquote money to like how she's she a republican with, she would never i know exactly <laughs> Is she, so she 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 did it with river dollars so that if this money gets you know in, inflated to higher lower or it gets in the wrong hands um or it becomes worthless um she still has her fifty thousand dollars and it's not like her actual money has gone away and gone into the pockets yeah so she's still fine the whole time exactly she's not doing anything yeah. but inflating okay yeah well she's, okay she's self-containing it within riverdale so that like these people like the whole idea of uh, economic well-being is bullshit if your people are still struggling this is just a big she like (laughs) allegory for like real life and how like republicans use like the stock market to like try and measure like how well our economy is doing which is just not right i'm about to commit misogyny i hate this woman (laughs) Uh, i hate her so much the only thing she could do was tell her dad that 
He sucks. Like she or couldn't do anything else. Take the $50,000 and give it to the city. Give it to build something. That's not a jewelry store. You absolute buffoon. <laughs> you can also redistribute it, dare I say. Exactly. Dare I say redistribute it. Like which literally. Like, which is what I think she like thought she was doing. But, I don't like, think she thought. I don't think she has thought. She teaches yeah. it. Yeah, she's, she's teaching economics. Class. Yeah. Yeah. She has no thoughts. She's so ugly. I say this, okay, to clarify, I think Camila Mendez is very pretty. Yes. I think Veronica is very ugly because I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And I am a misogynist. If Veronica is women, I am misogynist. <laughs> like, uh, Okay, thank you guys for trying to explain economics to me. I don't agree, but it's okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, the whole idea of the gold standard is, like, useless at this point because, like, uh, Nixon got us off that, which basically money has no, money has no, like, literal worth. It's completely socially constructed. Okay. So, because we're not relying on that gold backing, we don't have, like, a cap of like how much money can be in circulation so then you just print more money and that works as long okay. as uh people are being like that money goes back in to circulation so people have to be taxed but because like the top one percent <laughs> sorry i'm going off the this top is 1%. so sad i'm just Thank not getting this. a word of it i really appreciate it but i'm not <laughs> i, I can't promise I, like none of it's going in i don't I can't believe it. i forgot that we're not on the gold standard I, this is where i have to tell you eliana also I, that i grew up in the united kingdom and i have no american history knowledge and i gotcha. don't know what you're talking about <laughs> gotcha basically money is faith money okay. is faith and eat the rich that's all i'm trying to say i <laughs> I think I fell asleep in 1961 and just woke up because. Okay. But the, so Bye. basically Veronica decides, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actively make things worse. When I yes. am called here on purpose to fix things, I am going to make it worse on purpose. And then they show um, Alice really muddy for about 90 seconds. No, less, like 20 seconds. And then the scene ends. So they had to get mansion amic all muddy for that scene and then they just cut it i'm mad i was mad on behalf of her for having to do I, that i also just love that i mean this is like just a small thing but just in terms of like set design i love that like she betty walks into the house and she sees like muddy footprints and she's like what the fuck is that and you can see the muddy footprints there's like this white rug and matchnomic like or like Alice's character, I guess, just like stepped so perfectly on the rug to make like these complete like outlines of her feet. Like it is just so. That's how she clearly because she's perfect. <laughs> Which is clearly not what would happen <laughs> if you were muddy and crawling through your house or stepping through your house. Like I don't know. She's like, been through a lot. Maybe that's how people walk when they've been through so much. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know and then oh my gosh the flashback we got young pop 
with his yes. excellent sideburns. I really love I was really loving Pop this episode just all around. I think it is the kind of thing that's like you don't know what you're missing till it's gone. As soon as Pop has retired, I immediately any scene that we see him, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love that guy, you know. Um He's and then the also guy. young Nana Rose. Oh yes. Yes. She she looked very much like uh I don't know if anybody has seen uh like the third season of American Horror Story. Yeah. Um, so like Coven and like the Redhead Witch. That like um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. I don't yes. know her name, but yeah. It looks like that. Um she did. Was, yeah. She had like uh you know, red eccentric hair, curly hair, but like the outfit was also yeah. very like yeah kind of remind me of um fancy nancy a little bit <laughs> <laughs> great. And, and then also nana rose in general in the episode was really good because when they went to interview her they were mm-hmm. like oh so you have this alien body and she just made the most ridiculous face so she was like well i don't know where the body is and i'll see if i can find it and i was like <laughs> what just have barrels of maple syrup with bodies inside them I, she sure probably has many because yes. she was like i'll see if i can find that one i yep. also love that she says like we like like they didn't want us to keep the body but like i told them that it was cremated and jughead goes and was it and she goes like kind of like no and forward and it goes no <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah. great i really that actress is doing the absolute most for this show and I love her for it. Okay. She's trying so hard. Uh, and she's succeeding. Mm-hmm. Man. I think that so okay, I I looked it up. Her name is not Miss Murple, it's Miss Marble. Miss, oh. um, Oops. Uh, okay. But in the chat during watching it, we were all calling her Miss Marple. So it's all That's good. Funny. Um, but she, I have a fun fact about her. Yes. Because I was like, this is a gorgeous woman. How do I know this woman? Mm-hmm. She was on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Sabrina. She's yeah. the, like, I noticed that. Actresses. And she's, she plays a character named Agatha. Mm-hmm. And she, the actress, is dating the actor who plays Malachi. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Everyone's talking about Skeet Ulrich and Lucy Hale. Why aren't we talking about Miss Murple and Malachi? Who's who's Malachi again? (laughs) He's the leader of the ghoulies. (laughs) Who's like got kind of long hair and he's like shirtless or like has his shirt open. He's got like the dark eye makeup like down his face. Yeah. that's weird. <laughs> An interesting guy. Wow, good for them. <laughs> Another Riverdale romance. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's how. Um, <laughs> that's like how. I don't know if you guys are in tune at all to Bachelor Nation, but um, the mm-hmm. most the most romances that come from that franchise are from people who have just been on the various shows meeting each other at various social events for the franchise like not people who have actually met because they're on the dating show but because they 
have been on separate shows and then meet each other. So this is like that. Riverdale Nation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I'm going to once again toot my little horn for Reggie because I do this every week because I believe, I believe in Reggie's good heart. <laughs> that he's doing his best, but he's carrying a rifle in this episode. Yeah, What's he that doing? That was really a bummer. But mm-hmm. we did see, I think, more of his like morality when he was talking to Betty and he was like, I'm gonna tell you this thing. Like, he's not evil. He's just not doing good things. <laughs> yeah. Very misguided. Like I w- when the time jump ha- happened, like I was a little like I lost a little bit of hope. But I, I, I feel like I see it more. I don't know. I believe in him. And the fact that he's going to be in the next episode just at this party with them. Like, why did they invite oh. him? Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited what, to talk about that. <laughs> what on earth did they invite him? But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, felt, I felt good about Reggie this episode because I felt like he was revealing more goodness. Like, like I feel like it was unclear with his character whether they were trying to be like, he's evil now. Or whether they were trying to just say, like, he's doing these bad things. But I feel like they're making it more so that he's, like, just... He's just come into this position. Maybe not by good choices, but he's not, like, an evil dude. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate it, because I like Richie. Yeah. I don't know. I just think yeah. he's so he's so proud of himself with his weird, slick back haircut. I just think he's... Yeah. I like him. <laughs> and the turtleneck with the blazer, man. <laughs> yeah. That in that scene where like um uh Hiram was like get off my lawn yeah <laughs> the lawn I mean it was marsh swamp get off my swamp get out my swamp yeah that was big big Republican energy like oh for sure get off private property because like private property is more important than um human people than the like, potential 21 bodies that are in this swamp <laughs> yeah which I mean okay <laughs> I don't know whether that's suspicious as in maybe he knows about them or maybe he's involved. I think it's more just like bad character because like he's a terrible person. But I think it like I don't know if they would make him responsible because like they've tried to make him the big bad guy like for seasons. But I don't really know if he's capable of serial killing. Like for yeah. sure he's he could know about them. Like, I feel like he might know something and is being suspicious because he doesn't want to get out. He doesn't want it to ruin Sodale or whatever. But, like, I don't think he could be a serial killer. Because he's just... No. That would be such a weird twist if they were, like, he's a murderer. Like, I mean, like... Like, you've been spending a whole lot of time worrying about high schoolers, (laughs) like, wrestling a high schooler. Chuck Head Jones! so... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess he has committed murder or well, at least ordered murder, yeah. but he's, I don't think he's a serial killer. No. I do wonder, though, because uh, when he's talking to Reggie, Reggie finally tells Betty, hey, they found this other body. Um, and then, like, uh, Hiram confronts Reggie about it and Reggie kind of convinces him like hey you should like you could come out as the hero in this story of like I'm allowing these people to search my swamp instead in a of a Dorito list scene no Dorito exactly. so sad but we got the core water bottle sponsorship that's true <laughs> 
But I wonder when they're talking about it, he's saying like, because we both know that like the building of the highway or whatever is not actually the like big thing here. Like it's just like a smoke screen to try and Wait, hide. What? Did you know I missed that? that. <laughs> I missed that. They say it twice during that conversation. And so it's implied that like they're actually up to something else and they're trying to distract everyone by building this highway it's not a great plot like i totally missed that i was just really focused on reggie's slick back hair i thought it was very (laughs) cute of him that he's like all like he's all dressed up like a businessman (laughs) yeah i think we were you were also could have been like reading the comments because the chat's been going crazy yeah that's true (laughs) man i missed that i'm curious what you think they might be up to what do you think because it, it's reminding me of like in seasons one and two I guess no I guess just seasons two I, and yeah. whenever when the whole thing with Sodale was happening and like it oh, when they bought like, Southside High yeah we like when they were doing be all the stuff yet. behind the screen yeah and then it ended up just being a for-profit prison which is so funny man like i wonder it seems to be like they're doing a plot like that again where it's like oh he just really wants to build this highway which never made sense but it's actually just to distract from like he's actually doing whatever he's yeah i'm curious do you have any predictions of like I mean, we can maybe do that as part of the wild prediction sec- yeah. segment, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad they're doing that because like last week or something we were talking about, we were like, so it's weird that his motive is just he wants to build this highway. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm glad that it's something else. I have no idea what it could be. If it's connect, it's got to be something really weird, right? because I think it's gonna be a like a twist reveal when they reveal what he's been doing this whole time and and Eliana we talked about this before we were like what could he possibly do because he's been mayor he's put the town on lockdown and been like the divine ruler of it he's bought up all the land he's like he owns everything like like what could he do he's been a drug lord manufacturing drugs out of the nunnery slash conversion camp like he's (laughs) done everything yeah so what could it possibly be i don't know i really hope it'd be a suicide plan (laughs) (laughs) i want this character to end i was so happy when he was dead when he was dying (laughs) i'm gonna be sad to see him go though because he just hate i mean okay he's not as fun anymore i thought he was fun when he Mm -hmm. was just hating these random teens i don't know funny but i think or papa poutine or probably, but now that it's just adults and he's just straight up his only thing is like i will is just like capitalist wealth yeah, and I, i'm not as interested in him anymore tragically can i yeah. say something about my favorite i think my favorite uh hiram line from this episode mm-hmm. which is as he's leaving veronica's classroom he goes like miha printing money like opening a fire department who does these things and it, i love that he's like equating those two things of just like 
printing money with your face on it as like a vanity project, like I can save the economy, even though this is actually just going to fuck over the economy Mm -hmm. and like trying to stop people from dying in fires. Yeah. For no money. Like just as a volunteer, I just really like so to like selfish. Both of these things are <laughs> equally evil. Yeah. I also like in response to that, Veronica put one of my new favorite lines that I'm just gonna work into like general conversation is just as Archie would say, "You suck." <laughs> Which I'm just gonna use as often as I can. <laughs> Great. Right, he's being so. Yeah, I feel like the. I feel like his time is coming to a close because also he's been like the villain for so long. Yeah, it's it's tired. I feel like they're gonna run out of things for him to do. Yeah, maybe like, this will be his last hurrah. because <laughs> I I genuinely thought he was gonna leave when he was getting that mysterious illness because yeah I because like I I remember hearing like rumors um like that the actor wanted out and all the mm-hmm. actors wanted out marisol whatever her last he name was going to out. get out and then she changed going her to mind. Get out. yeah um and then of course fp got written out um but he wanted to leave and so when hiram didn't leave not only did it not make sense to for him to magically get that, hey hey that's not true he started beating people up in the night <laughs> You're right. And it healed him. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but like, I don't, I don't know. And also, like, he's been the bad guy, but also he's never like the big, big bad guy. He's like very obviously the big bad guy, but he's never one of like the, the, the mysterious. Like, he wasn't the really. He wasn't the Black Hood. He was involved with the Gargoyle King, but he wasn't the Gargoyle King. That's um, true. And he wasn't, like, whatever the fuck, you know. He didn't kill Jughead. Before he didn't kill Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, I don't know. Are they going to make him the big secret bad villain when, when we find out who that is? I mean, I don't know. The Mothman. That, that's, that's convoluted. Um, could be. Yeah. Could be the Mothman. Ooh, we need to talk about what we talked about before this with uh, the Mothman. Maybe, maybe in under predictions. Well, it's, it's a theory. Pretty free form. Uh, I know Bella brought up uh, like a theory about the Mothman and how it would tie in with the other plot lines going on. Because have we talked? Cho- we we talked about Betty's doing today this this episode. We talked about Betty somewhat. I mean, not too much. Betty was really going through it. She's searching yeah. for her dead sister's body. Like, that's Fine. that's yeah. rough. And then she gets a call and she finds out that the trash bag killer is back and she has and she's really freaked out about it. I thought that was some excellent acting on Lily Reinhardt's part because I felt very bad for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought that was really great for, for Lily. Um but yeah, I mean, well, well, Bella, what was your theory with how the Mothman would tie in? I think I was saying that it was like a way of, I think this is what I talked about last week during my wild prediction uh, maybe. thing, but just the idea of like maybe the Mothman thing is just like a way of covering up murders mm. and like 
trying to, I mean, there have been several episodes of different crime shows about this, where it's like someone like witnesses a murder or knows something about a murder. So then you like fake an alien abduction Mm -hmm. so that that person will like think that they are seeing this person being kidnapped by aliens so that Mm. that when they go to the police they just sound crazy the police don't take it seriously they did it on monk and psych i think um anyway i think that maybe it's like the whole thing with uh jughead like seeing things or whatever and like thinking that the whole building is shaking and that he's like seeing a mothman ship or whatever might just be a manipulation by like maybe Hiram or by Fizzle Rocks. <laughs> Fizzle Rocks. It could be Fizzle Rocks in could the be water the, in. the known evil entity that is truckers. Because they again in this episode were go. like she started hanging out with truckers, then she disappeared. <laughs> like that's so weird because they made the point to say Fangs is a trucker, but we love him, but not any others. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, yeah, they were saying it kind of like they would say the ghoulies. Mm-hmm. They were like mm-hmm. truckers. Truckers. <laughs> Uh, oh, but I, yeah. So I think my what my theory had been is that someone a long time ago was a serial killer who killed several people, and then they tried to convince the other people, like around the town, that it was actually like Mothman who had abducted them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that now that it's happening again it's because the next generation of whatever family had done that in the past is now taking over Mm -hmm. yeah what's interesting with that also is before with the like when they did that with like the gargoyle king you know rest in peace um (laughs) (laughs) they were like it could be any of these like eight or nine people because it was any of their parents that were alive during it Mm -hmm. Right now, not only is it dated back further, but also the only people in like the age range that we know for it are Old Man Dreyfus, Pop, and Nana Rose. Yeah. So it's kind of a weirdly small pool of people that could potentially be related to it. Mm-hmm. Which is just, I don't know. I feel like there's, because they love, they are obsessed with making it somebody that we already know as a character. They're not going to introduce a random yeah. person to be like, it was them. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think it's a little, are they going to make Pop evil? If they do that, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'll so, be mad. so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I said as my wild prediction, like I think the wildest part of my prediction was that Chadwick was somehow involved and that he's like, I believe really, that. like he's the new generation yeah whatever yeah maybe he he's got like some relative that we've mm-hmm. heard of before oh and uh you said something about the 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 doctor uh what's that guy's name dr curdle jr. Jr. jr yeah so like his dad was in did his dad die though 
Or did he just okay. retire? I think the actor must have just like gotten into a Broke. fight with someone on set because he was just suddenly Ow. gone in like season one. They go in and it's just Dr. Curdle Jr. And they're like, where's Dr. Curdle? Like we usually deal with Dr. Curdle and he's like, he's dead or whatever. I'm yeah. okay. Dr. Curdle Jr. And I look 10 times creepier than Dr. Curdle. <laughs> True. What a I was, crazy I, character. <laughs> I know. So I, I was always so shocked that he was never like revealed to be shady because he looks the shadiest of them all. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. Wait. There was an autopsy. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe. So there was an autopsy done of the Mothman body. We heard like Nana mm-hmm. Rose tells us this. What if Dr. Curdle did that mm. autopsy Could and now be. dr curdle jr is gonna be somehow involved in that plot line okay awesome. i could see that i buy that or even he might just have records from it like that mm-hmm. might be the extent of it or yeah he is a serial killer Maybe he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, that would be so bold because I feel like they're trying so hard every time he appears to make him the creepiest possible man you've ever seen. I've barely touched Archie (laughs) this episode. Oh my god. Wait, could you restate your last sentence real quick because you cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. I said uh, we have barely touched Archie this episode. Just like Archie was barely touched this episode. (laughs) (laughs) What a shame, man. Oh my god. Gay Archie. He's here. (laughs) Like, so, okay. So his military boyfriend shows up. Love him. What's his first name? Jackson. Jackson that's so funny because then their name together is Jarchie just like Jughead Archie just like Jughead Archie um like so Jackson shows up and he's there and he and he's just and and then and then they're oh my god I don't even have the words to put I know just there the scene so Archie shows up at his house where the where lieutenant jackson is or whatever it is whatever his title is is it his house that and he's I just know. staying with him i think it's that jackson shows up he's just been discharged from the army jackson shows up at archie's house being like can i bunk here oh yeah okay okay yes and so then he's like yeah let's put your stuff inside in my room because we'll be sharing a bit are sharing our little twin bit (laughs) um but then at the near the end of the episode he's like in a in a tizzy and then archie shows up and he's there and they have the most weirdly tense like passionate fight ever where they're just Mm -hmm. like an inch away from each other and just like yelling and he's just like i'm lost what's happening and he's like i'm lost too but we can help each other stay sane. This is crazy. I can't believe they did that. He shoves him against a wall and then there's a part where Archie bites his bottom lip. I know. Insane. (laughs) That like, 
aside from the very beginning with Betty and Veronica kissing, I feel like the show does kind of a good job in not actually like baiting. But this felt like they actually were baiting. And I was like, God, like, I mean, it worked. I'm curious to see if straight people pick up on this (laughs) or if it's just us projecting. I don't know. Because here's the thing is it could be like, there's so many things it could be just because of the background of Roberto running the show Mm -hmm. and his long-term ploy to make Archie gay. Like there's so (laughs) many things that it could be that I feel like, I feel like what's out of the realm of possibility is that it was meant to be heterosexual all the way. I feel like either it was meant to be gay and baiting, it was meant to be gay and just subtle, or it's meant to be gay and it will be gay. I'm hoping it's the latter. (laughs) (laughs) What, you know what, actually, okay, I've just come to the realization of what is going to happen and what is going to happen in truth and reality is that the guy is going to be gay and reveal that he likes Archie and Archie will not reciprocate the feelings. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tragically, I've just received a message from God telling me that that's what's about to happen. <laughs> and I'm as crushed as you are. Roberto. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a really good scene, though. Like, I felt yeah. like KJ Apa was, like, very truly acting which I was surprised by like I didn't think he wanted off the show at all (laughs) yeah Yeah. he really seemed like he wanted to be there (laughs) for context for listeners who are listening to this in 20 years Mm -hmm. as definitely there will be when this is in the library of congress <laughs> Recently, there was an article that came out that was saying that uh, KJ Apa, who plays Archie, had compared working on Riverdale during quarantine to being in prison. Um, and I mean, he would know as someone who played a prisoner in <laughs> Riverdale. So true. Um, it's real meta. He would know better than any of us. Prison is hardest for redheaded cis men. Um, but yeah so that's fun (laughs) and then um, KJ Apa's Instagram stories if you have not seen them or his TikToks or his TikToks I've I've heard the TikToks are clips from his Instagram stories oh okay Uh, they are batshit crazy and I love every second of them those are what makes me think more than anything that he's trying to get fired because people keep talking about it they're like he's crazy and it's like i don't think so i think he's just really trying to do weird stuff so that he gets fired (laughs) like i don't (laughs) could you imagine if they had to recast archie no literally no and he has like a year ago there was some article that was talking about how he has a contract for like at least four more years if the show doesn't get canceled which is pretty crazy. That's like an extremely long contract, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, but there was like a, someone on TikTok replied to one of his videos and said like, uh, say, help me if you're trapped. And he said, <laughs> and he posted a video of him just saying, help me. And it was like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, he's just, I don't know. It's golden. 
it adds another level to like the Riverdale lore. <laughs> it does. There's so many levels. I think it's also just like his general reaction to having to actually follow quarantine <laughs> like guidelines. Because like there were so many pictures over the summer of him like outdoor dining with like people he was not in the same household with and yeah. like was unmasked got some great pictures that are still on my phone of him walking down the street with just like he looks so funny I don't Um, know if he was like living like in America or in Canada at the time because if he was like at like where he's from I do know that New Zealand was much better about don't think he was in New Zealand don't think so I think he was living in LA yeah for the beginning of quarantine I think he was living with Cole Sprouse yeah Cole Sprouse went and lived with him after he and Lily Reinhardt broke up yeah. Ooh. That's yeah. like actually kind of meta because uh doesn't Jughead go live with Archie? And- he sure does. <laughs> That's amazing. We love it. Yeah. Darchie will be canon. <laughs> Whether Dar- it's one or the other. It's Darchie Marchie, everybody. <laughs> um but also in that scene, they also had another interesting layer in the homoerotic fight scene. Um where the guy his boyfriend is talking about the military and he's saying like what was that for none of us mattered like about the military and the in the uh nondescript war that they were in mm-hmm. but um i think that's really weird because because eliana also we talk a lot about like the political axis of riverdale is just like all over the place oh for sure. but the way they talk about the military is so odd and specific and hard to nail down. Yeah. Like, cause there's so much positive military propaganda all the time. Yes. But also then every now and then they throw again, they throw in something like this where they're yeah, saying think- like the war is useless and none of us matter. We're pawns. And it's like, okay. I, I feel like the showrunners have a little bit of cognitive dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> like they might be getting over some of their, uh, nationalist american propaganda themselves mm. working through the the medium of you know crap tv <laughs> but i think it, it it makes for a really interesting watch i mean you're right it does make for an interesting watch. <laughs> this is like how we are um or at least i am convinced that the showrunner roberto was at one point in his life hurt in a relationship in which his partner was closeted and did not want to come out because of how many plot lines there are in which it's gay people and one of them is closeted and they are treated like the villain yeah. all the time. Also on Katie Keene, by the way, um, just like all the time. So maybe maybe we're not figuring anything out about like the show. Maybe we're just slowly figuring out the different um, backstories of the writers. <laughs> I think that's excellent. <laughs> Man, did you guys have any more reactions to the episode itself? Um, Do we have uh, a Shoney Corner, perhaps? I mean, I feel like we we talked about them a little bit. I, guess. I mean, but not with your level of expertise, right? Of course. Um, I really need Cheryl to step it up. I think because I think previously I was saying like I think it's great that. That Tony's like doing so much obviously like like they're writing her in so much 
But I think now, like at this point, if Cheryl doesn't like actually, I don't know, have some like otherwise it's just Tony making her do things. Yeah. Um, which is shitty. Um I'm looking forward to whatever Cheryl's party is next week and also whatever's gonna happen with her art forgery. Um that is exciting. Yeah. I think. I think there's hope for Choni yet, but right now I'm a little more skeptical just from how, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad Cheryl, I'm, I'm really glad Tony called out quote unquote Cheryl. I mean, she used those words, so. Mm-hmm. I am all for Shoni. I want it to happen, but Cheryl and Miss Marble are going to fuck. For sure. I think you're right. And I for think sure. Which I think is good because I know the whole time whenever they're in a scene together, I'm just going kiss, kiss, kiss. But that's just really my gay thoughts. And like, I don't actually think that they should kiss or get together right now. Like in terms of a good relationship. But I think it's going to happen because Mm -hmm. with how off the rails, like, you know, Cheryl has been with her whole like, you know, uh, house uh, renovation plot. Sarah Winchester era. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like, I feel like she's going to have, like, a little bit of a messy, uh, I don't know, maybe a rock bottom phase before she, like, picks herself up. Which, I mean, like, she's already been, like, thrown. She's had, like, eight rock, rock bottoms. bottoms. So many times. <laughs> literally. And then ice bottom. <laughs> and she, like, fell through the frozen When lake. she almost died? <laughs> yeah. And then Archie saved her by literally punching his uh, and KJ Appa breaking raw. his hand. Yes. Ugh, the blood. That was yeah. an interesting story. No, that was real. KJ Appa broke his hand. Yeah. 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 I think that uh, Miss Marble has kind of similar vibes, maybe like slightly less evil, but like similar vibes to Hermosa. Yeah. Kind of like definitely has done some shady stuff for money Mm -hmm. and like is maybe not the most like Mm -hmm. I don't know like might get Cheryl involved in something sketchy I'm sure Um, because I mean she showed up and was like before I go to the authorities I wanted to talk to you so what I thought immediately was that she's just gonna they're gonna do art forgery together yeah Yeah. I do wonder uh I mean Miss Marble seems like a pretty direct reference to Miss Marple the Agatha Christie character. Say mm. um, more. It was like, she's like a Miss Marple. She's like a an older woman, like an older British woman who's like a detective. And it's in- the kind of thing where it's like, oh. she goes to a motel or like she goes to like an inn and there just happens to be a murder. And then she's the one who solves it. It's like that kind of a thing. Um. Which I don't know how that connects to the character, but it just seems like a weird name to not be a reference. And you know that there's always way too many obscure references for anybody to pick up on in Riverdale. So I think you might be right. Although another thing is if, I mean, we still don't know if Hermosa is going to come back. If she does and Cheryl does not get involved with Miss Marble, 
I I Hermosa could possibly get it on with this marble. It could Tragically, be I think Hermosa might be gone. <laughs> I don't know if she's going back. That's true. She did. She was kind of used to like kind of wrap up like crime and like Veronica was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to like deal with this anymore. Hermosa, you do it. But then like she asks for like uh, Hiram's help in that episode. And then it seems like she's might be getting on slippery slope again with this whole, I don't know. I will say just, I looked it up and apparently they have referenced Miss Marple on the show before. Mm. Jughead calls Betty Miss Marple. Oh my like, to say, Jughead, like, you a great amateur detective. You weirdo. Uh, so that doesn't mean like Miss Marble is going to definitely be like an amateur detective, but it might be like a nod to mm-hmm. the fact that one of the writers likes Miss Marple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like, it seems like maybe they're having trouble coming up with names lately, like Miss Crouton, which is the greatest hey, name ever. Hey. <laughs> I just mean, I think that they are kind of like Dr. Beaker is the chemistry teacher. And stuff I don't know like if that's that. them having trouble coming up with names. I felt like that was deliberate. Yeah, I feel like there can't be on purpose. <laughs> sure. Like, I mean, you know, there's always the alliteration yeah, with like gotta be. Uh, Tony Topaz and Bangs mm-hmm. Fogarty and fucking everyone. Archie everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I think that's part of the charm, I guess. <laughs> Have I told y'all that my sister refers to Sweet Pea as Sweet Pea Pinkerton? Because she didn't know what his last name was, so she's just been using that. I came up with that. That's mine. Yeah, no, you asked me, and I said... (laughs) Yeah, I think that if they they gave him a last name, that's what it would be. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. (laughs) Um, Who do you guys think your MVP for the episode would be? I think I'm gonna have to go with hard. Maybe Nana Rose. That's a really good one. Just because, mm-hmm. like, you know, we ne- we never get a whole lot from her that's like really uh, significant to the plot. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we got not only a scene with her that's you know important information, but we also got young Nana Rose. I think that's going to come back in a cool way. Very true. Um, yeah, I think maybe her. I hope so. That's a good one. <laughs> Anna Rose was involved in some weird shit. Like, oh, wasn't she yeah. a young person? What was the whole thing where they like buried someone alive? And there's like that picture of her and all those men like around like a grave. Yeah. Like, I don't remember who alive. that was or what plot line it was, but it does ring a bell. <laughs> Like she, yeah, it, I think it had something to do with the black hood. Yeah. And like that, the, because it's, yeah, the blossoms. I will be paying such yeah. close attention to Nana Rose on the rewatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just think it would be great if Nana Rose was involved in like 50 different serial killer plots mm-hmm. in some yeah. way. 
just as like a bystander yeah i mean she was with all penelope's shit that's true i swear to god i still can't get over the fact that penelope murdered the entire extended family as a graduation gift for cheryl and then cheryl was like kind of unbothered by it <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, and she also announces this after stepping out of a bookcase, which is fantastic. That was the amazing. Before she then emerges from a bunch of hedges, like I just want more cases of Penelope emerging from things, or honestly, any of the other milfs. Like, do you remember <laughs> <laughs> in like season two when there was that slow motion scene of Alice yes. walking? Mm-hmm. With, I sure think it was do. Thunder playing in it the background. It was Thunder. Oh boy. <laughs> and then Dragons. That like um like flame patterned uh romper dress thing. That went that down to like her look. belly button. Yeah. That was crazy. That was an iconic look though. We don't get scenes like that anymore, which is I sad. know. Do you remember when she walks into the like white worm and she's wearing like Yeah. Like yes. leather? She looks so good. She looks. I know. And then we get those scenes. Those we always get slow motion scenes wasted on like Veronica. I'm like, uh, Mm-mm. no one no. cares. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody when, else's MVP? Yeah, I think I was struggling because I think I've done Reggie like three times this season. <clears throat> so I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where this affection for Reggie has come from, but it's there. Um, I'll do Reggie. You don't have to take. You can if you want, but you don't have to. You really want me to do Reggie? I don't. I'll do Reggie. You don't have to. It's okay. I'll do it. (laughs) No, I do kind of want to do Reggie. I feel like he. I have not been on his side recently, and I'm still like kind of disappointed in him for like going over to the dark side. But I do think it's like. I, I respect that he's kind of like working as a bit of a double agent in the sense mm-hmm. of like he does end up helping Betty and like tells him tells her like okay you can go look for the body like we found this other body and stuff like that um, and I respect his kind of like clever manipulation of Hiram in being like listen this could work to your favor and like you should do this, this, and this. Like I think that that shows that he's like grown and has like some basic logic skills, some intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I just I'm proud of him for that. I do want him to put the rifle away. Um. Yeah. And maybe help take down Hiram. I do kind of like Jay. I liked your theory of like that he might die but like after being like heroic in some way I feel like that could happen we think he's gonna be the linchpin that takes down Hiram and then be killed so he's redeemed at the last second and then he's gonna I think that makes sense yeah that is yeah but honestly I miss him already (laughs) I don't I don't know if uh the writers will be smart enough to do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they might just straight up not redeem him or or they just kill you know. him off screen and they're like he's yeah. dead now <laughs> yeah they could do that they could do anything yeah. maybe like yep that's Riverdale <laughs> yeah 
I guess my MVP would be the unnamed teen who is just like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll dance battle this woman who is funding the school and also owns mine. the town. No, I thought <laughs> yours was going to be Tony, so I didn't pick Tony. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, this random teen who just decided I will dance battle this person, and she's a good dancer, so good for her. That's my pick. Um, she's also my pick because she okay. chose to battle Cheryl. On the map of Dear Tony. Yeah. And I think she oh. did. I think she was a better dancer. Yeah. So, I yeah. do think she did better. Yeah, so I concur. Who would you guys give this episode out of 10? So Eliana... In case you have not listened oh, I know. through to the end, <laughs> oh, I know, like I've something seen... out of ten somethings from the episode. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give this maybe. Mm. See, I don't want to go too high because I have some resentment about lack of payoff, maybe with certain scenes. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the next one. So I'm gonna go with maybe a seven gay Archie kisses out of 10. <laughs> you have to pick something real. No, you don't. <laughs> That's the thing. Maybe seven. Mm. No, you can, no, yeah. gay Archie kisses is good. <laughs> yeah. Is seven you, too high? Maybe not. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I think I might, I don't know why, but I just felt, such I felt way more joy this episode than others for some reason so I might give it it feels too high but I'm gonna give it eight mm-hmm. maple mothman bodies <laughs> out of ten um because I don't know I just really enjoyed it and the parts that I like the parts that I didn't enjoy such as Veronica ruining the economy <laughs> I really enjoyed watching still like versus when they just do something terrible and I have to watch it. Like when they just yeah. do police brutality and I have to watch it. <laughs> like like the, the, it was her being terrible, but in a comical way. So I enjoyed it a lot. That's true. Yeah. I am um, going to give this. Oh, no, you go ahead. I'm going to give this episode, I think. Wow, I fully forgot what my rating system was going to be. Hold on. <laughs> Wow. Okay. My brain is done. Allie, can you go real quick? <laughs> yeah, I was going to give it um, seven teenage firefighter volunteers out of ten. Um, because I feel like it was pretty solid. Um, I wasn't like I didn't I didn't hate it, I guess. And I think it I think that alien encounter um, I think that flashbacks were great. Um, I think um, the increasing tension with Betty's storyline is good. I liked the Archie's discussion with his his gay his gay friend, um, his, <laughs> um, the the other veteran. So um, yeah, I liked it. Wow, we didn't even mention 
Jughead's alien encounter. We just don't, <gasps> we don't even care. <laughs> and wow. It's not important. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they chose to end the show with, or end the episode with. I thought it was very funny as an episode ending, but just comparatively, yeah. I don't feel like it was important. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right. I can't remember what my thing was going to be. So I'm going to give this one, I think, eight out of 10 swamps. Um, swamp bodies <laughs> swamp bodies uh, I feel like this yeah I don't know why I think maybe it's just because there wasn't an episode last week and also it really seemed because of my own technical difficulties like we weren't going to get to watch it this week or today and so I think just the joy of being able to watch it like raised it like at least one swamp for me mm-hmm. um but yeah, I just, I feel like this was a fun one. And I feel like I agree that like the, even when characters were being like insufferable, like uh, Veronica printing her own face onto money and stuff like that, like it is so comical and just kind of silly that it wasn't like, like people's lives are being ruined because of this. Like it, yeah. it was less like that, which is usually what, she does and so I guess it was just more palatable this week yeah nice and what do you guys think's coming next do we have any wild and crazy predictions either for the near future or the far future I think we should at least talk about what the preview for next week is because I think that deserves some discussion absolutely oh yes Take it away. Do you Go mind explaining it? it? Oh, sure. I watched it without sound, so I don't. Oh my gosh! Well, it was Cheryl saying, "Just like I'm throwing a party," and then it was a shot of everyone putting their keys into a bowl, implying it is a key party. Which the usual implication of a key party is you everyone grabs a random key and then you go have sex with each other. Um, and then it was her saying, it's an open invitation to do whatever you want. And then we get a shot of Reggie and Fangs kissing. And then Chad, who's there, goes, not with your ex. And then Archie goes up to Chad and goes, step away from her. And then the, and then the trailer ends. <laughs> so... There's a lot happening. Um, very excited by the notion that they will just either they will fill each other in on everything that's going on, which I'm excited to see people's inappropriate reactions, mm-hmm. or they will not address all of the horrendous things that are happening and they will just have a weird episode where they're like, let's play spin the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> like the cabin episode. Yes, exactly exactly it also seems kind of like a throwback to the pilot or this like like the second or third episode when um cheryl hosts a party and they play spin the bottle Mm -hmm. and veronica knows that betty likes archie and then veronica's bottle lands on archie and then they kiss they kiss and then yeah. they, like, Betty and Veronica are enemies temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great parallel. But I feel like it also, like, uh, 
parallels well with the cabin episode specifically because of that horrid hot tub scene <laughs> uh, but lest we forget the cabin episode ended with a really freaky home invasion plot and then archie witnessed a man be murdered mm-hmm. so That's let's true. not be fooled by the potential of a weird funny episode they That's might true. have an absolute turn where the trash bag killer shows up or something. <laughs> I Okay, my prediction for next week is that Betty and Veronica will kiss again. And it's it's time. It's going to happen again. Probably. I think um well, when so Chad says um no, not with your ex. And so the question is whether or not that implies Veronica and Archie were supposed to kiss or Chad and Archie were supposed to Because <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. And your prediction is that it, that. I just, I'm sorry, I have the gay agenda in my, in my mind. <laughs> um, I think it'd be funny. Um, but who knows um i'm here for you know reggie by rights woohoo um but i just think it's gonna be a fun you know making absolute bad shit crazy nonsense episode probably fingers crossed fingers (laughs) crossed probably with a with the twist at the end like Mm -hmm. probably um i'm excited yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? So I know, so in the preview, there is a quick shot of Archie in like a, I've been, the, the photos from this episode were released a long time ago, like were leaked or something. And so I've been, I've had this oh, picture yeah. for a yeah. really long time, but it's, Archie is like shirtless but with like suspenders and like like red suspenders and a fireman's hat and so it I guess is like some sort of a role-playing thing probably with Betty or maybe he was just in his firefighting uniform no they're they're in her bedroom no yeah that's the whole thing about that picture is like it's her bedroom Oh no, I was I was worried that was gonna be part of the uh firefighter calendar. The calendar. <laughs> yeah. That huh? I Veronica mean... suggests how we fund the money or something about like yeah. the oh, money yeah, for the fire the economy. Because she already sold her glamour J egg to ruin the economy, so she needs something <laughs> else. I think it's funny that Betty and Archie just like didn't interact this episode like I think it's funny that like they I don't know I feel like they were in like such a good place with each other in terms of like they were comfortable enough with each other and like trusted each other enough that they were like able to sleep with each other casually and have it be normal and like have it be comfortable and I feel like the fact that they go from that to like Betty's sister might be dead and like he's not involved at all in like 
Well, I mean, his boyfriend was there. It's <laughs> a fair point, Jay. It's a fair point. <laughs> I, I think mean, also- he is. I feel like Archie is having to juggle so many different romances right now in terms True. of like his army boyfriend, his roomy boyfriend, and then <laughs> like that is a whole, a whole. And lot. then, oh yeah, he works at the school, but is also a firefighter. What? <laughs> I mean, Kevin is teaching like eight subjects and mm-hmm. might be a trucker or whatever, and now he's going to be a firefighter. My God. <laughs> I love how all of the all of the adult firefighters gay (laughs) (laughs) like there was um some some character i don't know was he the one from katie keen yeah yeah he like came in the room and he like starts yelling at all these high schoolers and it seemed quite i don't know you might give a couple of these guys uh some sort of degradation kink oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's what i get with like all this military stuff like you literally like pay or you know you voluntarily go into an organization where you're gonna get professionally bullied as your job i don't get it i don't get it you're right yeah you know each their own my the consensus of my opinion about the military to each their own <laughs> just <laughs> yeah maybe despite the war crimes <laughs> yeah Allie what do you think's coming up um I think the Mothman thing is a hoax I think that's really all I have to say I think all the other bases are they're covered especially with the next episode Allie do you think that the person behind the hoax is like a character that we have met before or do you think that it's going to be like a whole new thing that he uncovers um I think it's going to be a whole thing he uncovers but I think that like the old guy he first talked to might be like a player in that yeah I find, I find, uh, I just thought of something like, obviously the Mothman thing is going to end up being solved some way or another being a hoax, whether it covers up a murder or murders or, you know, some other reason, I think it would be interesting. Like I I mentioned like earlier before that it'd be really funny if Tabitha was just making this all up to, <laughs> to yeah. Jughead. But like, what if somebody is concocting this shit just so that Jughead will write something? This is like a plot by like the debt collectors. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Or his like, agent. <laughs> if he can't write something that isn't his own personal experience, word for word, then he's not going to write something. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that is, yeah, that's something that kind of bothers me. It's like he, his whole thing is like taking things that have actually happened to him and changing the names and otherwise just like writing down word for word what happened. 
And so when he's talking to Nana Rose and she starts like sounding kind of crazy, just being like, oh, and then we found a body of the aliens and the aliens and whatever. Like he puts his notebook away. Like, I don't need to waste my time with this crazy lady. And it's like, you're writing a fictional story. Go ahead. Like if it's a good story, just take, just take it. Still take notes. Don't be disrespectful. That little slimy the mustache, guys. Ugh. The mustache is so bad. It's so bad. He looked fine. Like in previous episodes, like his hair has also been bad. He's just not looked good. In this episode, he looked fine if you got rid of the facial hair. But yeah. with the facial hair, he looked terrible. He looked like a like a really young Colonel Sanders. <laughs> like just he had like that kind of facial hair. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Drughead sucks. In conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, again, we, Sprouse, Drughead does not, not want us over. Yeah, Cole Sprouse, if you're writing us an email right now at riverdinks at gmail.com, <laughs> don't even try it because we will not answer. We already have your email blocked. So just, just get one of your co stars to come on. We will gladly have anybody but yeah we'll take lily we'll take camila we'll take kj even even kj yeah. mm-hmm. i i sure do probably have the most questions for him um yeah. <laughs> but yeah well it was uh, a great i would love to talk to roberto oh my oh, god yeah. no literally it would be 90 hour interview like i have more to say to him than i think anyone on the planet Someday. Someday. Maybe someday we can make an episode that is our half of the interview and we can put it out there <laughs> and then we'll wait for him to get back to us. Yes. Just get it. Just get something to go viral on TikTok. Like, It'll find its way. Yeah. Like find when they do like 73 questions with Vogue or Vanity Fair or whatever, we can just put our questions out and then <laughs> he'll answer. That'd be great. Well, it was wonderful talking to you all. Great mm-hmm. episode. Um, and with that, Allie, could you give us uh, that famous sign-off? Of course. Um, see you later, Jinx.